As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. You're listening to The State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Nguyen on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a post-game edition of State of the Nation. Happy New Year. I am Jimmy Durkin, joined, as always, by Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Nguyen after a Call it shockingly entertaining, but uh, ultimately a 37-34 Raiders loss to the 49ers at Allegiant Stadium. A game, I mean, we all gave the Raiders no chance at winning this game, no chance really of being competitive. All of us picked blowouts. Uh, I think Vic had the tightest margin of, of defeat for them at, at 15 points, so uh, we'll, we'll give him double double credit for, uh, for this one. But, I mean... Jared Stidham played pretty damn well. I, I think we we walked away from this, and you know I, I know we laughed at the idea of oh you know they were making the move to bench Derek Carr to evaluate Stidham, and you know that's especially backed up by the fact that Stidham is not even under contract for next year. But it was a chance to see the offense with a different quarterback running it, and against you know arguably the best defense in the NFL, they looked pretty damn good. Stidham was was playing out of his mind for for most of his game. I know he had. You know, two interceptions, but the first one, it was, you know, tip pass at the line of scrimmage. And then even the overtime interception, he, I mean, his offensive lineman got pushed into him as he was going to throw the ball. Like, I don't really think either of those are too much in his control. But overall, I think he played much better than any of us expected. And it wasn't like he did it against some scrub team. I mean, like the 49ers had the number one scoring defense in the entire league coming into this week. And they've given everybody from Tom Brady to some of, some of the other prominent quarterbacks in the league hell all season long. And so, you know, I, I mean, it helps throwing in Devontae Adams and Darren Ward when they when they're looking good, but the offensive line didn't really play particularly well today. And Stidham was still able to escape the pocket, pick up some first downs with his legs. He took some huge hits and still made some great throws. And so, I mean, you got to give him all the credit in, in the world for this one. This was a, a hell of a first career start. I think what's surprising to me is just how accurate and how good his ball placement was throughout the day. I think we really saw Derek Carr struggle with the accuracy and ball placement at times during the season. But just watching him look like he put the ball wherever he wanted and put it in good spots for his receivers to make contested catches and threw guys open. So, um, I mean, that was pretty eye-popping. And then just his ability to create out, outside the pocket and um, 
make plays when uh make plays out of structure was a, a big boost in his offense as well. So yeah, pretty great performance by Sidham. I mean, I think better than anyone expected. Yeah, I like the swagger. He had a little swagger to him. And people talk about that like in practice, you know, that's why he's very confident. And uh, I think I did a story at the beginning of the year where Jordan Palmer, his quarterback coach, says, you know, he's a Texas kid who grew up throwing a football and acts like he can do it really well. And he can. He definitely made some great throws today. I also liked how the coaching staff gave him a, a nice chance to kind of get comfortable in this game. They had some design rollouts which I thought were key, got some easy throws out of the gate. Kind of wonder where those were, uh, those plays were with Derek Carr, but whatever. That's another uh, story, I guess. But yeah, I thought teammates uh, had confidence in them. They made some plays. Darren Waller, that looked like the old Darren Waller that we were all used to. That was uh, that was big. And, and, and for me, in the long run, the result doesn't really matter. I think you're actually probably better off losing this game and keeping your your top ten draft picks. So uh, to me, it was a very entertaining game. The fans got what they wanted, uh, especially the seventy five percent Niners fans got what they wanted. Uh, but uh, I think it's uh, it's one of those uh, fun, not-so-bad wins. Losses, sorry. I mean, obviously the easy narrative is that Jared Stidham has been in this offense for four years. You know, he's been with Josh McDaniels his whole NFL career. And, I mean, in terms of, like, that being part of it and part of why he looked so good and, and part of why he seemed so much more so comfortable and, and kind of, you know, we saw him, you know, calling out a lot of stuff at the line of scrimmage. He was making checks. Josh McDaniels kind of didn't really even – Back away from that, uh, you know, and he was taught, asked about, you know, in the postgame press conference and he, he made a comment, you know, like, hey, you know, all, all of our quarterbacks uh, have the, you know, have the freedom to do that. You know, if they, if they learn the system, it did seem like maybe Josh McDaniels called this game with more confidence with a quarterback that has spent four years in the system than he did with Derek Carr. Yeah, the offense just had more more juice to it, more rhythm. It just seemed like everything flowed better, which which makes sense for somebody, like you said, that's been in the system for four years. I don't think any of us question whether Stidham knew was going to know what he was doing. It's just, does, does he have the ability to translate into, into results on the field? And we just didn't know. Cause I mean, he threw 61 career passes coming into today. Like, how could we know? Uh, he hasn't played any meaningful snaps really ever to this point. And so, uh, especially going up against this, the San Francisco defense, like it was more than fair to question whether he could do it, but clearly, I mean, today he showed he can and, you know, not not all of the the, the improvisation stuff like him on, on a long sixty yard touchdown to Devontae Adams, like that wasn't necessarily planned for him to do that, right? And on, on some of those plays, but just having that option or having somebody that is not only because Derek Carr, I wouldn't say he's incapable of doing that kind of stuff, but he's just been unwilling to do so for whatever reason there may be. But clearly, Stidham didn't have that concern when he was he was out there. Waller mentioned uh, that back at, uh, when the team got together in, uh, in April for the first time and all trying to get, you know, the new system under their grasp, kind of learn what to do. He said that Sidham was the kind of guy who was showing what to do, kind of talking to him, kind of helping him learn the system. So he's always had that command of the offense, and that was clear today. He had the command of, of his teammates and of the offense. Definitely, I think, you know, the flow, like you guys said, was there. It looked like they were in rhythm and just um, they didn't score enough points in the end, but they scored a lot. And so definitely, I think... Um, that was, it was a really great uh, first start for him. We've seen Carr look comfortable for small stretches at a game at a time, never a complete game, and um, it, it just seemed like Stidham was in control and very comfortable throughout the entire game, making checks, doing a ton of the line, at the line of scrimmage, and you could just tell he he knew what he was doing because there were so many times where he would hit the last step of his drop and know exactly where to go with the ball. So, yeah, I mean, that comfort level of being in the system um, definitely makes it a huge difference. And uh, we saw that with Stidham. You know, how does this performance and just this game and, and whatever they do next week, how does this 
does this impact how we kind of evaluate the end of the season here? I know we had talked about, even though they were out of the playoff picture, you know, you'd want to see the final few games. Can the offense get going? And, and can we kind of see the, you know, the, the type of offense that we expected this year? And now it's, it's a little bit tricky. I mean, because, like I said, Stidham's not under contract for next year. Not that it would be that hard to resign him or anything, but um, Jacob's not under contract for next year. Um, so it's 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 hard to like say that okay, whatever they do in this game and then in, in Week 18 against the Chiefs is something they can carry over. So do we just kind of not really care really about that type of stuff anymore? Is is it is or is there still things that we can take away from the last couple of weeks that we can show some signs of this offense being capable of being an elite unit next year? even though we don't really know who the quarterback's going to be. I think it's certainly encouraging to see how this offense can look against an elite defense like the Niners. I mean, th- this defense is elite, elite. I mean, they uh, in their 10-game win streak, they were doing some things we haven't seen defenses do in a long time. And only other offense to really put together a great game against them was the Kansas City Chiefs. To, so to see... Stidham lead this offense to f- over 500 yards, um, I thought it was really impressive. And I think... If he has another strong game against the Chiefs, you know, I, I think you almost have to resign him. And if you do resign him, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't draft a guy in the first round, but if you resign him, you at least have somebody competent behind center next year um, to kind of, you know, either be that, that stopgap or, you know, if he proves to play better, then, you know, we'll see. Wow, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what? We'll see he'll be the guy you're saying? He's going to be the guy going forward? I mean, I'm saying, I'm not we'll, saying he will. I'm saying, but if if he does, we'll like. See. You said we'll see. What are we seeing? What are we going to see? I mean, I guess, I guess it's reasonable <laughs> to think, like, you draft a guy. Do you do it in the first round? Do you do it in the second round? I mean, you could, you could obviously draft a guy and say you're in a competition with Jarrett Stidham, and you're not, like, insulting Jarrett Stidham. You know, if you draft a guy, let's say they have a chance to get as high as the number six pick if they were to lose next week and, and the Rams were to win. If you're drafting number six, you know, your, your options for quarterback are, are going to be there. So I guess you could look at it that way. Like, all right, you, you re-signed Stidham for a, a pretty cheap deal, and you could draft a guy at number six, and and then and maybe that's, that's where Ted's going with it, where – Okay, he he can be your stopgap while the while that rookie uh you know learns the learns the offense. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely, I think he showed enough today where I think he clearly can be a guy you can you can have play while your first round pick is ready. For, you know, I think that that's a plan. That's, to me, that's a good plan. You draft a guy in the top six, seven, eight picks, or you trade up and get a guy who may be a little higher. But uh, to me, that's a very. Uh, I wasn't sure that was a viable option for today, but he showed me enough today where I think that's definitely it could be a plan. I think. Um, I I want to see it next week. I think that, I mean, like we all, no one gave the, the, the Raiders a chance today. And I'm sure the Niners were a little overconfident coming into this game. I mean, who the hell is Jared Statham? Then they come in, the crowd, 75% Niners fans. I'm sure New Year's Day, I'm sure that, I mean, and their riders also didn't play very well. I think that was part of it also. So it's kind of, uh, Raiders played great uh, for them. They still lost. But I think um, as far as next week, what we'll see, it'll be good to see another good defense against him and his offense and if this actually can carry over and they play as well as they did today but um yeah to me i think it's a it's a good day for him if not with the raiders he'll make some money uh, somewhere else he'll play definitely earn to look somewhere else for sure and maybe maybe a chance to who knows even like you said compete for a second job somewhere else but um yeah i think it's a it's a good day for the raiders and a good day for him yeah kyle shanahan uh... Well, let, let me just jump in with a quick thing here. Kyle Shanahan said to the uh, the sideline reporter when they came back from half, you know, they they had asked him, uh, 
Like, oh, were you, are, are you surprised by the play of the young quarterbacks? And it's like, well, I'm surprised by the play of the other side. Like, he, he seemed pretty genuinely shocked that Jared Stidham was uh, was carving them up. I don't think they ha- at all were. Uh... And Shanahan actually did coach um, Stidham at the Senior Bowl, so he's somewhat familiar with him. But he was still, uh, it sounded like he was pretty shocked that, that Stidham was carving them up. Yeah, I was there for the Senior Bowl. He was not impressive. So if we, if uh, I, I'm sure Kyle was definitely shocked today. We don't have to lose our mind because he played well in one game. Like we all know the the legend of of Mike White, what happened last season after his big performance. But as you guys kind of said, I mean, if you don't have to spend money on going to get a stopgap, whether that's twenty million dollars for Jimmy G or giving Jacoby Brissett a similar deal or something like that, like if you have a guy that you can keep for cheaper instead of and, and pair him with a rookie, you know, because there's I don't think there's any world where they just roll in the next season with Stidham as the only quarterback in the mix for him but pairing him with if they do get a quarterback in the first round or even a second round to go out there um and compete with and, and um you know kind of give give yourself a guy that you're comfortable with you know he knows your system like i said if he has another good game next week has shown he can perform well with the supporting cast that you have which would hopefully get better next year if you're able to improve the offensive line and things of that nature and so um he could at the worst at the very worst, you know, maybe it's a situation where he saves them some some money that they clearly need to put towards the defense. Because you know, as as optimistic as as much optimism as there is to be had about Stidham, the defense still looks fucking terrible. Which we knew that already, but they need to do something <laughs> about that. So as many resources as I know, I don't know about fuck. I don't know about fucking. I mean, terrible. 30, 30, 30, 37 points. I mean, like, you know, I mean. Christian McCaffrey is. is pretty fucking good. So. No, you, got me, you, got, you, got me, you got me fucking swearing now. Jeez, my poor mom. Sorry, mom. I, I guess not swearing was not a New Year's resolution for you, Vic. <laughs> no, no, or may, maybe it was. I'm going you, you, to swear it. more often to show. Exactly. I'm going up. Two years, $10 million or something like that to Stidham and then, and then draft a guy there in the, the top 10. I, I mean, I don't know what kind of money Stidham's going to gonna try to demand, but uh, keeping keep it in the McDaniel system two years 10 million and you've you've got a guy that uh you can plug in as he's fun to watch man he's like throwing all kinds of crazy passes and getting blasted he's bleeding from his mouth I mean having a good time I mean I think fans would love this guy for like you know if, if he is like we said uh, a guy who's gonna start just you know on a temporary basis you never know I mean the guy's always just gonna develop into bigger things but you know, like we also let's take it slow this is one game let's see next week against a pretty good defense what happens and and go from there the other big thing, Devonta Adams catches seven passes, 153 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, if you're Jer- Jared Stidham uh, and, and you want to have a future here, the best thing you can do is become best friends with uh, Devonta Adams. That guy's pretty good. He's pretty good. I mean, his connection with Der- uh, Devonta Adams was better than Derek Carr. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stirring up They're more efficient. They're more efficient. Let's not pretend like Derek doesn't throw <laughs> some dimes to Devonta. No, he has. But I'm saying there's a lot of incomplete passes thrown to Devonta oh, too. This seems goodness, like a lot more efficient. Church uh, <laughs> is real best friend. Nah, I just, I, I just like, oh, te- I like teasing the, uh, the, the Fres, the quote, quote Fresno State connection that's all yeah, i mean adams uh all things i know the season hasn't gone away uh raiders fans won it but i mean he, he just in this game at some point he, he set the new se- single season franchise record for receiving yards and so i know there's been some talk and we i think we've discussed it about what they redo that trade probably not like i think they're pretty happy with what they got the, from Devonte adams like they they may think they need better quarterback play moving forward but i don't i don't think that guy has the issue i think that's that's pretty clear 
yeah, you get him setting the uh, the franchise record for uh, receiving yards, and you've got uh, Josh Jacobs going over 2,000 all-purpose yards, uh, the first uh, to do it since uh, Marcus Allen. Um, and this was a game when you look at him statistically, wasn't huge, but uh, it was the most yards rushing for, for a running back uh, against the 49ers this season. And Nick Bosa, who is you know probably the defensive player of the year in the NFL this season, said after the game, of Josh Jacobs, best running back I've played against in my career. That dude's a beast. Kind of wish you had picked up his fifth-year option. <laughs> this wasn't jo- Josh Jacobs' biggest day, but he just makes so many of those so small plays. Where like, it might be a four- or five-yard game, but he made a couple guys miss, and it's a first down instead of being a punt. And and it's, he's something that even if you're not giving him the ball, we saw like on the on the first uh, the first touchdown to, to Darren Waller on, on the opening drive, uh, the play action fake, uh, the, the safety who fangs is just staring at Josh Jacobs because it's Josh Jacobs, you have to. And then Waller just runs it right by him and, and it's a touchdown. And so he changes the game even when he's not getting the ball, which is kind of similar to Devontae Adams. And they kind of have that, that factor going back and forth where they complement each other in that way. And that's something that I don't know, man. I don't know what else Josh Jacobs would have to do <laughs> to at least get a franchise tag for next season. Like I know paying running backs isn't in vogue anymore, but it'd be tough for me to just let him walk for nothing, man. I mean, he's only going to be 25. He, he He's played every game this season he's i know he's been binged up and all that but every running back is going to be hurt at some point um but he's been playing games and he's could have a chance to have the best single season performance by a running back in franchise history i, I feel like they gotta they gotta bring that guy back and you are not crunched against the cap you are you know moving on from Derek carr but by you know all indications and you already were set to have a ton of cap space and you're rolling over a ton. So I'm like, they're not, they're not a cap crunch team. Like, so it's like, if you're, you're the, if you're ever a team that's going to say, all right, let's, let's go ahead and at least franchise him. Um, it would make sense, but it's not necessarily the Patriots way. And that's why Vic is sitting here shaking his head. You got so much, we talked about, you got so many holes on defense, man. It's going to cost some money to start fixing that thing. That thing is, whew, those last, uh, those last plays, but uh, that defense, a lot of missed tackles, a lot of guys in the wrong. And again, they've had a lot of injuries, and today they actually had a guy start who I know who it was. I had to look up who Har- Harvey Lange. Sorry, Harvey, my bad, but uh, who the hell is that guy? So I looked it up, and he was he was starting a linebacker. So that tells you a lot right there. So, but um, I'm fra- yeah, it'll be really fascinating what happens with Josh Jacobs and franchise tag, or if he gets a huge contract somewhere else. And it's gonna be a big, big off season. A lot of big storylines. I mean, if you're saving money on the Jared Stidham contract, I, you know, gives <laughs> <laughs> you uh, more money oh, yeah, for Josh true. Jacobs. Putting it together, man. Put it all together. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act... That sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, I think one other thing we have to credit them for today is that um, Stidham gets credit for some of this, you know, his ability to move and, and kind of escape pressures. I mean, he was not sacked. Um, you know, he, he took a few big hits and obviously it's not a sack, but his, his final throw of the game is because uh, Nick Bosa just absolutely was was bull rushing and uh, pushed uh, Colton Miller back into uh, into him and forced that. But um, they were able to, you know, against, you know, one of the best defensive lines in the league, were able to give Stidham time and, and part of it was the game plan and all that, but, and part of it was his ability to escape. But um, for him to take no sacks against that defensive line is pretty impressive. Yeah. Is that the only game this season where they haven't sacked the quarterback? It has to be right. You would think I'm, I'm not sure off offhand, but yeah, you would think, like you said, I think this is, that was more about and overall this season, because they haven't really given up many sacks this year, the Raiders, but that was more about the quarterback. I think, you know, kind of buying time or in different kinds of ways. Like it didn't look how Stidham, whether he's getting rid of the ball or whatever, but um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was like so much on the offensive line, but they had to hold up for like at least a little bit to give, give them time to do that kind of stuff, and so they held up admirably, I guess we could say. And I, I, I think you know moving forward, like if they, if it was feeding to the Stidham narrative, like if he's looking like this, where he has to. Like, like Vic, I think, tweeted out in the second half at, at a certain point, he was like running for his life as soon as he got the ball every time. But, you know, if they do improve the offensive line and get maybe a couple new starters or three new starters, like if Stidham was like, looks like this now, what could he look like, you know, with that couch with, you know, whatever rookie or whatever option you could bring in? And so I think that's, I mean, I was, you know, they're eliminated from the playoffs. That was already unlikely. A bunch of stuff would have had to happen for them to make it even if they won this game. But hey, man, it was plausible. Mm. I, I, I was, I was looking up the scenarios for you guys. It was yeah, plausible. Yeah. But this, you know, especially now, they're eliminated this is about just seeing what this can this offense can you find those bright spots that you can build on moving forward this offseason man i guess a dead wallet man a, born again today i don't know who that where that guy's been but he looked good today so that's a, that's a great thing i mean it's kind of an intangible thing and like you know if if stidham stunk it up today we wouldn't be saying this but i think there is something to the roster showing that they weren't just going to like tap out because Derek Carr isn't quarterback anymore. However, they may feel about that. Like I'm sure Devontae Adams wasn't pleased and he still had 150 receiving yards today, but like seeing that the roster still cared enough to go out there and try with those long playoff odds with a quarterback, a backup that basically had never played before. Um, and, and seeming like they didn't care too much about winning from an organizational standpoint, they were still full goal. I think that's something that you can, you can build on um, as, as a franchise moving forward. However many of those guys are coming back next year, who knows? But the core players like Devontae, like Josh Jacobs, like Darren Waller, Hunter Infro, still going full goal on that offensive side of the ball. I think that's also something that, you know, it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but it but it matters uh, for the team moving forward. Yeah, I agree. There is some good leadership on this team. I think you mentioned Devontae. And I think Max Crosby definitely has done a good job as a captain. Deron Harmon's been a huge guy in the locker room. So I think definitely the way they showed up and played hard and just had fun. The key thing was, you know, play hard and have fun. And however it falls, it falls. But, um, yeah, you, would, you were curious how they would react after Derek Carr got benched. And uh, if you're Josh McDaniels and the staff, you couldn't ask for more out of this team today. So um, I, keep, I keep feeling weird saying it was a great day after a loss. But, hey, man, it was a great, great day. Happy, happy New Year. 
Yeah, I mean, this is where we're at right now. You know, they uh, a loss like this is a is a happy day in in Raider Land. <laughs> I mean, even Devonte Adams after the game was like, "Yeah, we had fun." You know, I was like, "When do we hear comments like this?" <laughs> yeah. I said, "Yeah, they blew another you know double digit lead, but who cares? Who cares? Right? I mean, Jared Stidham, who cares about that?" This one felt different. It felt different. <laughs> <laughs> After you do it five times or six times, like you know what? Well, that's not feel that bad. I mean, what what are we gonna do, man? Well, that's kind of who we are. So, I, I mean, that's yeah, whatever. The elegant like tank said, continues. The elegant tank. I mean, you, got, you got my guy Harvey Langy, man, trying to make plays. The poor guy was in. I don't know where he was last week, but he wasn't playing football. So, God bless Harvey Langy. It was getting close to time to have to pull Deshaun down from the hey, press man. box. Hey, man. They were down three linebackers today, at least for some teams. Like, I'm going to know some teams. I can run down there and act like I'm going to hit somebody or something like that. Like, I think you could take down Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey ain't going to be on teams. Don't don't worry about it. But can you, can you keep up with Ray Ray McLeod on the uh, on a kick return? But, I mean, you just, just be a wedge buster. Just be a wedge buster. That's all you need. Opening kickoff, I'm going to act like my, my foot got stuck in the grass and tear my ACL. That's going to be it. Let's get, get my game check and go on with extra, was it $150,000 or whatever it is? That's, that's the game plan, man. That's inspiring for kids. There you go, kids. That's <laughs> you shot the NFL, tear your leg, get your check. It's all good. We do talk about this as being, you know, a good thing. And at at six and ten, I think, you know, there's so many teams still stacked up. But if they lose next week, there's no way they fall out of the top ten of the draft. And I think that's pretty key. They, um, you know, you you do want this team to have assets to be able to, uh, you know, have the ability to acquire some 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 assets because, um, you know, they have to prove that they can draft. I, I think, you know, and we'll as we look at this season and kind of review this rookie class, it's not great. Um, you know, Dylan Parham has been a starter for them on the offensive line and you know he's had his moments and had his struggles and really the rest of the draft class uh you know you haven't they draft two running backs who are basically not playing they draft two defensive tackles who are basically not playing so we'll have to see what uh Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels can do with you know having all those draft assets but um still you you always want to have as, as best possible assets as you have when you need to build up your roster yeah and that's you know I know we're we're pretty much assuming that they're drafting a quarterback, but even if not, like if you, if you have a better, obviously not just the first round pick, I know we always think about that, but I mean, you have that draft slot for the entire draft. So obviously it just behooves them to be as high up as they possibly can be, especially with them having some extra picks and you will see what happens with Carr If they do trade him, if they can get some more in there. And um, as you say, like it is, you know, they trade away their first two picks this year. So it was always going to be sort of an incomplete grade on their evaluation uh, ability uh, from that standpoint. But I mean, you know, they they found Thayer Munford in the seventh round, and he's a guy that started a couple of games this year, and he's been pretty solid when he's been in there when they, when they brought him in and had him in that jumbo jumbo package, and then they have a few undrafted rookies who have contributed that they probably didn't expect them to, but identifying those guys, and so you know, I can't really say one way or another on their draft and ability, but whether you're good or not, you can you can always get lucky. So like having as many shots at it as they possibly can, and, and having a bunch of premium players still on the board, it can only help them. I mean, they, they really gain nothing from winning. Um, I, I think that had already been the case, but especially now that they're out of it. And so, best case scenario for them is to go down to the wire in a shootout with the Chiefs next week and, and lose again. Yeah, I don't I don't see that defense stopping. Really? Teams, but what would um... what would possibly make you think that? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, because they almost brought you down from the press box to play linebacker. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, what kind of stat line do you think Jared Stidham would have to get against the Chiefs for you to feel good about, you know, maybe him being the stopgap <laughs> next year? Dude, you are. Yeah, I, I, I feel good I, about I, it. I, I mean, have you been hired as his yeah, agent? You are, you are pushing you the Stidham. I mean, 
What, 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 kind, what kind of what's your, what's your contract demands for uh, for Stidham, Ted? All, all, all I'm saying is it's a good case scenario for the Raiders if they're able to use him as a stopgap and yeah. uh, you know save save a bunch of money. Yeah, I didn't see anything else. He's already, he's already my stopgap guy. I saw enough today. I don't care about next <laughs> see, week. You need, you, I'm just saying you need him to not be too good next week to to drive the price up. You need him to be like yeah, you know, kind of up and down. Like yeah, you know, okay, we we saw enough. Start Garbers next week so he doesn't increase his value. We've gone off the rails. <laughs> I want Vic to have to watch Chase Garbers. Well, I was I was hoping we get like a, a Wildcat package, but since they're move so well, I guess that's not gonna happen. So my dream is dead. I thought they would just do like the the stand like the practice squad elevation since they would only have to do it two weeks. They they, they had him available, but he got uh, the actual sign to the fifty three man roster. So uh, get get some nice uh, fifty three man roster game checks for a couple of weeks. Can't beat that. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, yeah, Chase thing. Garbers. I never. Yep. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Go Bears. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we will wrap up our post-game show here. We'll be back, obviously, later this week to get you ready for the Week 18 game. Uh, Raiders are now officially eliminated from playoff contention. Um, it's steering that way for a while, and it, it is official now. But uh, we'll still have some fun. We'll get you ready for Week 18 and see if the Raiders can uh, can have a little more fun against the Chiefs. How far is this thing going off the off the grid, uh, off the rails? That they're six and ten. We're the most positive podcast ever. Like ah, they're six and ten. No, we're so happy. What a weird season, man. Hey man, it's, it's the new year. We're not. We're not entertaining backup quarterbacks. Can uh, can make everybody giddy. I'm just happy there's no reverse meat eating contest. We, we 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 almost we almost made it out. <laughs> we almost survived. You know what I have in the, in the you know what I have in the fridge marinating? I got some some ribeyes. I'm gonna go cook well done after this. Oh God! Well, apparently there was a loophole. You guys didn't agree to it last week, so we have to go over it next podcast. Well, they, they lost. They lost. The Chiefs, so they lost. They're in the contest. They lost. They have to both agree to it. They'll say it. So the, prob- the problem, the Vic, next week, the problem you guys... is, is it might have been a, a formally agreed upon if you had jumped in and called it a reverse meat eating competition and just had us all dying for the for the remainder of the show. So it's your fault, really, that there was no formal. Uh, it's all, it's, yes all, it's always my fucking fault. It's always my fucking fault. <laughs> Oh, that, was, that, was, that was a lot of fucks, man. Yeah, a lot of fun. No, 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 a lot of fucks given. But uh, hey, man, happy new year! I'm everybody had a great time last night. I'm sure Raider fans enjoyed today's game, despite the outcome. And it's all looking positive. Everything is looking rosy in the future. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later on this week. All right, happy new year. Adios. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.